Welcome to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk with Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace through practical application. Here is your host, Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Bonjour. <laughs> Bonjour. I am so happy to join with you. Thanks for joining with me. Thank you for transcending time and space to get together and to open our hearts and open our minds to the very highest possibilities of love unfolding in, through, and around us. (laughs) Yeah, I am back in Vermont. It's wonderful. Uh, I talked about that a little bit last week. It's wonderful to be here, wonderful to have the windows open almost all the time, unless it's pouring rain, and to be serenaded by the birds all day long. I just love it. I love it. I love it. And uh, very few sounds of leaf blowers and mowers and things like that, and I am super grateful for that. Oh, so let's get to it. I'm going to start with a blessing like I always do. So grateful, so thankful to place my hand on my heart and to open ourselves to the voice of that higher Holy Spirit self. We're partnering up with the highest intelligence, with our Creator. We are consciously communing. We are grateful and thankful that our life is the life of pure spirit, pure love. We are grateful and thankful to cultivate a complete willingness to choose love, to demonstrate love, to live a life of perfect love, for that is what we are. We are grateful and thankful to dedicate this time together to our renewal and our restoration, to our coming into our right mind, living our purpose, and being truly helpful. In gratitude, we share the benefits with everyone because we're one with them. In gratitude, we let it be, and so it is. Amen. Amen, amen. And this week, uh, our topic is the purpose of A Course in Miracles, the purpose of it. Uh, The purpose is mighty and powerful, and it's helpful to know what it is. So let's look at some of the clues that we have in the writings themselves. And I'm going to go to the Manual for Teachers Uh, And it's right in the introduction to the Manual for Teachers. It says, the purpose of, this is um, the introduction paragraph two. The purpose of the course might be said to provide you with a means of choosing what you want to teach on the basis of what you want to learn. So it says, then, you cannot give to someone else, but only to yourself, and this you learn through teaching. So, teaching is what we're always doing. Teach only love, for that is what you are. That is the teaching of A Course in Miracles. And so we're always teaching. Everyone is always teaching, demonstrating the efficacy of their choices. That's how I like to say it. So you're demonstrating the wisdom of your choices, whether you choose love or you choose fear. You're always demonstrating that. So the purpose of the course might be said to provide you with a means of choosing what you want to teach on the basis of what you want to learn. So, A Course in Miracles, lesson after lesson, the text, uh, it's all about helping us to recognize we have a choice. In every instant, we have a choice. And depending on what we choose, we will experience that which is joyful or that which is hurtful, harmful, depressing, challenging. 
So we get to choose. We are the ones who choose. And many times people feel like a victim, that they have no choice. There is no choice. They are subject to whatever other people are choosing. And in fact, in Masterful Living class recently, we were talking about how we can, we, t- we, t- we talk having a number of conversations about boundaries, okay? Because it's, it's one thing to study A Course in Miracles. We can read it and read it and read it. Uh, but as I was sharing in my daily spiritual espresso today, uh, my writing that I send every day, it's a free um, inspirational writing, which you can uh, subscribe to. And uh, it, I record a daily prayer that goes with it. And so it's, it's all um, available at jenniferhadley.com. So I was saying in there, the, the purpose of A Course in Miracles is to train our minds. Just like reading a book cannot train our body, reading a book cannot train our minds. It doesn't even seem logical. Imagine reading Julia Child's classic text, Mastering the Art of French Cooking, and then thinking that, oh, now I'm a French chef. That would be preposterous. It would be delusional. It would be insane. But many people read A Course of Miracles and think they're doing the course. But the course is not about reading. Uh, And the course is not even about understanding. (laughs) It's about practicing it. It's about living it. Uh, And so that's why I've put my focus there, because that's where I have found the great benefit comes from, is the, uh, the active practice of these principles. And there's no need to read the book in order to actively practice the principles. However, the book is a great teacher about how to do it. And it's an inspiration in how to do it. And there's a common ground that we can meet over in how to do it. But reading it is different from doing it. Reading the Course is different from living the Course. And we, we know that, but I every year in Masterful Living, I hear people say a few months in, oh my God, I've been in a study group for five years, 10 years, 15 years. I can't believe how much my life is changing so quickly through really applying these principles in this way. I never imagined it could be like this. And that's the thing is, our mojo comes from the spiritual practice. That's where it all comes from. Uh, and a little bit of study goes a very long way in that. So the purpose of the Course might be said to provide you with a means of choosing what you want to teach on the basis of what you want to learn. So let's just contemplate that for a moment let's join together and contemplate what is it we want to learn what is it so I know for myself what I'd like to learn and what I am learning is how to be my true self how to relinquish the blocks to love And how to be a living, loving presence, demonstrating the peace of God, the joy of God, the freedom of God, the truth. What do you want to learn? Because what you want to learn is going to be in alignment with what you'll be teaching. Now, all of this might seem quite obvious, and yet I think about what I used to want to learn. I used to want to learn 
how to get ahead, how to make money, how to um, get out in front of other people, to manipulate and control other people. And I used to really want to learn how to, oh, just so many things to do with the body, how to lose weight, how to attract the perfect mate, how to find the best apartment, things that are all worth thinking about and not necessarily bad or wrong at all, not saying that, but what is it you really want? And so for me, I think one of the turning points was that I decided I wanted to live as the Christ consciousness. And so I I started to make that my prayer. I live as the Christ consciousness, demonstrating love, compassion, beauty, affluence, wisdom, those spiritual qualities that I have such an affinity for and where I, I felt I had room for improvement, let's say. <laughs> and so in this world, we can choose whatever we like. So frequently people will say things like, I'm just trying to figure out what God wants for me, what God wants from me, what God wants me to do. But God is not one who's wanting. This world is for us to express and experience what we choose. And in order to have something, we must give it away. To have love, give love to all. To have compassion, give compassion to all. To have clarity, give clarity to all. Be willing to uh, stop things that we do that we may not even notice that contribute to other people's unhappiness. So, for instance, we can withhold love. We can withhold information. We can withhold support. We can withhold kindness. We can withhold uh, being generous of heart and uh, support and all kinds of things. We do it to punish. We do it because we believe there's a limited source. And so we withhold and withhold and withhold. We miss so many opportunities to extend love. So for me, that's a very key thing about what I would like to learn is how to be an even better extender of love, of compassion, of helpfulness. I'd like to also go to uh, the text and look what it says there about the purpose of the Course. And in the Cause and Effect section, which is one of my favorites, it's in Chapter 2, Section 7, it says, it's talking about fear. And I think this is one of the most valuable teachings on fear, uh, certainly in A Course in Miracles. And I'm going to begin with it. It says, you may still complain about fear, but you nevertheless persist in making yourself fearful. I've already indicated that you cannot ask me to release you from fear. I know it does not exist, but you do not. If I intervened between your thoughts and their results, I would be tampering with the basic law of cause and effect, the most fundamental law there is. I would hardly help you if I depreciated the power of your own thinking. This would be in direct opposition to the purpose of this course. It is much more helpful to remind you that you do not guard your thoughts carefully enough. You may feel that at this point it would take a miracle to enable you to do this, which is perfectly true. You're not used to miracle-minded thinking, but you can be trained to think that way. 
all miracle workers need that kind of training. So, if Jesus were to help us by taking the fear away and thereby diminishing or depreciating the power of our thinking so that we would not experience the effects of our thoughts and our beliefs because our thoughts are in alignment with our beliefs. If we didn't have the experience of fear as a result of choosing thoughts of separation, thoughts of lack, thoughts of limitation, condemnation, all of these thoughts are what cause fear. If he took away the effect, he would diminish our power of thinking. And as he says in... um, in the text here that we'd be lost in time and space forever because we actually require the experience of the effect of our thoughts and beliefs in order to discern what they are and choose again. So if he were to somehow dull or nullify the effects of our thoughts, that would be in direct opposition to the purpose of this course. So the purpose of this course is that we can awaken and realize that we're the dreamer of the dream, that it is not happening to us. And in no instance ever, at any time, in any situation, are we a victim. That's difficult to comprehend, especially when you're sitting at a stoplight and somebody rams your car, right? They they actually they run the red light or uh, whatever and uh, run into your car. I've had a couple of friends that have been stopped at red light and have been broadsided or rear-ended, and it's hard not to feel like a victim when you have a concussion and you have this and this and this, that someone did it to you. But in order to think those thoughts, you have to be completely convinced that you're separate from everyone else and that you are a body and it's happening to you. And I'll point to, just because of this particular example that spirit gave me to share with you about the car accident, I think about, as I've mentioned probably at least a hundred times, maybe, I don't know, maybe not that many times, but 50 times in the radio show over the last many years. That example in Gary Renard's excellent book, Disappearance of the Universe, which I highly, highly recommend. And, um, In there, he talks about choosing the less good movie and asking his teachers, why didn't I choose the better movie? And they said, if you had had gone to the other movie, you would have gotten out at a different time, which would have meant that you would have gotten into a car accident. So in this situation, the only thing that you have to forgive or not judge is the choice of the poor movie or the makers of the poor movie, uh, your choice to to watch it. Uh, But if you'd gotten into a car accident, you would have had so many forgiveness lessons, but you didn't need them. You didn't need a crash course in forgiveness because you've been practicing it steadily very well. So you had one little minor forgiveness thing instead of a huge month of hospitalization and physical therapy and insurance companies, all that stuff. So for me, part of my practice in living the purpose of this course is to recognize, for instance, when I have an experience like, 
Well, I had an experience yesterday or uh, on the weekend. No, I guess it was yesterday um, that uh, I'm staying in an Airbnb and uh, I had hired a cleaner and the owner of the house was having someone manage the house. Uh, Seems like I'm not really sure exactly what's happening, but it's all good. It's all good. And um, I had emailed a few times with the person who seemed to be my contact, the manager, that I wanted to hire a cleaner. I'm going to be here for a couple months. And um, that person said, um, well, good luck with that. You know, it's hard to find people in rural Vermont sometimes. And I don't have anybody I can recommend to you. Our house cleaner won't clean the house for other people. So... Last week, I arrived. I said, I'm, I'm going to be looking for the cleaner to start right away. And um, the owner got upset by this and was like, how dare you hire a cleaner without running it by me? You didn't say you were going to hire a cleaner. They weren't in the loop. So I could have gotten angry. I could have gotten mad. Hey, this house isn't clean in the first place. I have to get a cleaner right away because this house is not clean enough. And I'll send you all these pictures. I could have really been annoyed and frustrated and irritated. But it's not how I want to live my life anymore. And so I just took some deep breaths. And I thought, what's happening with the owner? There's fear there. There's worry. It's out of his control. Some way, somehow, he's feeling victimized, stirring something up from his past. So he did talk to the cleaner, and then the cleaner texted me and said, I don't want to have anything to do with this. Apparently, you uh, have not been in touch with the owner, and you're doing things behind their back. I don't feel comfortable. (laughs) So I, again, I took a deep breath. I said, what's going on here? Understandably, if if the cleaner senses there's some stress or difficulty or challenge, don't want to be involved in that, don't need to be, right? So I just took some deep breaths. I had compassion for my brothers and sisters. And I wrote sweet text messages understanding saying, it's okay if that's, you know, what you'd like to do. And here's the situation. They, the owner has a um, person who manages it. They knew all about it. They, it's, 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 I had approval and maybe they'll hire you to be a, a permanent cleaner because this house could definitely be cleaned better. And, um, And I said to the owner, hey, maybe this person can be a cleaner for you. Um, I know it's hard to find a cleaner here. That's what your manager said. So I just approached it from a gentle point of view as if there were no upset. So not disrespecting their upset, but just having compassion for it, saying, I can understand how this could upset you. I can understand how this would bother you. So you see, I'm talking about living the purpose of the course, seeing that there's another choice, another choice. There's an opportunity to have love, have compassion, and give it to all involved and to extend it. For so long in my life, I had no ability to do that. Oh my God, none, none whatsoever. And... um And I didn't have it for myself either. (laughs) So I'm very, and of course, everything worked out. Everything worked out. Everybody went, oh, sorry. Uh, Yeah, so the cleaner's coming today. (laughs) And, And I'm grateful. I'm grateful to walk in the world teaching only love. I'm not 100%, but that's what I'm going for. 
And as we're coming up on the break here, I'm just going to mention a couple of things. You might want to go to jenniferhadley.com and take a look at uh, the resources that are there. And one of the things is on the events page, you'll see I've got some events that are coming up in the fall. September, there's the Recovery from Sexual Abuse Retreat small retreat there are some slots left and then in october the two professional trainings that are open to anyone the spiritual counseling training intensive and then there's also the training how to lead and create a workshop of any kind doesn't have to be spiritual and also that includes uh, certification in how to lead my forgive and be free workshop. So those things are coming up in the fall. I'm Jennifer Hadley. You're listening to A Course in Miracles on Unity Online Radio, where we're living the love, we're walking the talk, and I will be right back. for tuning in for A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Welcome back. We're talking about the purpose of this course, A Course in Miracles, and living the purpose is what we're also talking about in the text, Chapter 7, Section 8. Right at the end, it says, The whole purpose of this course is to teach you that the ego is unbelievable and will forever be unbelievable. You who made the ego by believing the unbelievable cannot make this judgment alone. By accepting the atonement for yourself, you are deciding against the belief that you can be alone, thus dispelling the idea of separation and affirming your true identification with the whole kingdom as literally part of you. The identification is as beyond doubt as it is beyond belief. Your wholeness has no limits because being is infinity. So let's break this down from the macro to the micro. Love intelligence, a great name for God. Uh, my Native American teacher uh, teaches that the Native American name for God is the great mystery. It's... Uh, impossible to really have a, 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 a name that everybody loves for the infinite, for the all in all. So we're using God. Of course, Miracles also says the Father. Uh, I say Father, Mother God, Mother, Father God, sometimes Spirit, Life, Love, Universe, I used to reject the God word, and now I embrace it for its simplicity. Uh, but it does bring baggage with it. So I had to clear all that baggage in my own mind, uh, the idea of this patriarchal, uh, judgmental spirit, God, and seeing God in a human image. So I had to let all that go. Uh so the whole purpose of this course is to teach you that the ego is unbelievable and will forever be unbelievable. You who made the ego by believing the unbelievable cannot make this judgment alone. So we, 
sometimes referred to in A Course in Miracles as the Son of God, humanity as the Son of God, uh, made up the ego to have this experience of separation. And we did it by believing the unbelievable, the tiny mad idea, the unbelievable idea. Someone is better than, someone is less than, separate, not joined. And so, because we believed the unbelievable and built this entire illusion upon it, we cannot make this judgment, this decision to let go of it alone. But what we can do is we can accept the atonement for ourselves, which is for ourselves we can accept that there is no separation, nor has there ever been, nor could there ever be. We can accept that. And we may or may not believe it, but we can start with accepting it. So, for instance, we might accept that today is a good day, but we might not believe it. We might accept that all things work together for our good and there are no exceptions, but not believe it. Because right now, Uncle Joe showing up at my house at 11 o'clock at night does not feel good. So I don't believe it, but I'm still willing to, at least on an intellectual level, a mental level, I'm willing to accept, we could say, the premise. Uh, So when we're accepting the atonement for ourselves, that separation is not even possible, we're deciding against the belief that we can be alone, thus dispelling the idea of separation and affirming our true identification with the whole kingdom. So Course in Miracles tells us we we are the kingdom. And we can't be the kingdom individually because there is no individual, not really. So collectively we're the kingdom, we're part of the kingdom, we're part of God. This is what A Course in Miracles tells us. This is what we're interested in remembering. This is what we're interested in teaching. This is the purpose of this course, to assist us in choosing to remember these things, to remember the truth that sets us free. So the identification with the kingdom and with spirit is as beyond belief, excuse me, as, is as beyond doubt as it is beyond belief. Your wholeness has no limits because being is infinity. So we are infinity. We have no limits. Our wholeness has no limits. Our joy has no limits. Our freedom has no limits. Our wisdom has no limits. Our purity has no limits. All the spiritual qualities of God are unlimited and they are unconditional and they are omnipotent, omnipresent. And the whole purpose of this course is to teach you that the ego is unbelievable and will forever be unbelievable. So the teaching of the ego is that we're a body and that we're separate. And that limitation is real, but it's not. And the the purpose of this course is to support us in remembering our true identity and being unwilling to choose the false identity another day. So it's to develop the mental and emotional strength to choose the truth rather than the story we made up. That's the purpose of this course. Another way that it is said in the text is in chapter 9 in uh, the first section, which is about the acceptance of the atonement, where it says, this is paragraph 2, Your will 
is not the ego's. And that is why the ego is against you. Your will is not the ego, and that is why the ego is against you. Now think about this. Uh, I believe I've, I've spoken about this recently, that one of the most frightening things for people is to say, thy will, not mine. I talk about this in counseling sessions with people sometimes. What about saying, thy will, not mine? And you can sometimes see them physically recoil. Oh, <laughs> I don't want to do that. I don't trust. I don't trust. And so it's a good thing to actually realize, okay, that's the key issue. And it, it trust is the key issue for everybody. Just hello. That's the truth of it. So... That's why trust is the number one characteristic of God's teachers. So, trust is related to aligning with divine will. In the Course, it says that there's only one will, and it is the will of God's, uh, the will of God, which is our will. So our will is not the ego's, and that is why the ego is against us. So the ego is a a thought system that is in direct opposition to God's will. But our will is not the ego. So when we say, thy will be mine, meaning let spirit's will be my will, we're actually aligning with our own true will. That is one of the, the, that's one of the great choices that we can make. So A Course in Miracles, the purpose of it is to be able to see the choices that are truly helpful to escape this illusion and delusion. So back to chapter 9 here and paragraph 2 in section 1. What seems to be the fear of God is really the fear of your own reality. It is impossible to learn anything consistently in a state of panic. If the purpose of this course is to help you remember what you are, and if you believe that what you are is fearful, then it must follow that you will not learn this course. Yet the reason for the course is that you do not know what you are. So the purpose of this course is to help you remember what you are. All that's required is our willingness. How sweet is that? That's so sweet. How magnificent is that? It's the only thing that's required for us to learn this course, to escape from pain and suffering, is our willingness. And it's really a willingness to take responsibility for what we've made. Because when we take responsibility for it, then we can do the forgiveness, which is the release of judgment. Because most of us have projected a lot of judgment out onto others. And that's what true forgiveness is. It's releasing all the meaning we've made of it, all the interpretation, all the condemnation, whether it's outer-directed or inner-directed. And since basically everyone in our life is showing up the way that will be most helpful for us in terms of living this course and recognizing this course and the opportunity to choose again. Everyone is helping us to identify the places where we can choose again. Everyone is helpful to us. Everyone is working together for our good. And there are no exceptions. None. None. None whatsoever. Now in the introduction to the workbook, in paragraph 4, it says, The purpose of the workbook is to train your mind in a systematic way to a different perception of everyone and everything in the world. In other words, to lay all our opinions and judgments down, all our perceptions, all our beliefs, to give it all over to the higher Holy Spirit Self. 
that's the purpose of the workbook, to train our mind in a systematic way to see everything differently. And in order to see everything differently, we have to give up our attachment to the way we currently seen it. This is highly confrontational. And so Jesus has given us a method of working our way into it and to mentally begin to accept, okay, let me just start with, I've given everything that I see all the meaning that it has for me. Okay, in theory, I can accept that. We begin to work our way into it. I'm never upset for the reason I think, oh, okay, so there must be a reason that I'm not aware of that I'm upset. So the purpose of the course is to give us opportunities to choose again, to, to, not to give us opportunities, but to recognize that we have opportunities all day long to choose again, to abandon the meaning that we made of things in the past, to abandon the way we looked at things and perceived them in the past. So that now we can see what's really there. And when we are willing to see what's really there, we're going to see that everything works together for good and there are no exceptions. I've noticed just in my communications with friends and folks that I don't know so well in the last couple of weeks, that's been a very intense time energetically for a lot of people. So if you've been feeling that, you're not crazy and it's not unique to you. Uh, we can just look at the landscape of what's happening in the world. It's a very intense time. A lot of stuff is getting stirred up. And this is where we can be so truly helpful by not contributing to stirring things up and to hold peace and equilibrium, to be truly loving and truly helpful. And to not complain about what others are thinking and doing and saying and simply um, call for the highest and best for everyone. Let I, I love the affirmation, let truth be revealed, let love prevail. Let truth be revealed, let love prevail. Let truth be revealed, let love prevail. So this is my prayer, I make that, um, it's like a mantra for me. <laughs> um, so I, I've noticed that people will say, oh, well, the plans changed, like with my cleaner, the plans changed. And uh, it's not the way I wanted it, right? A healed mind does not plan. What it means is a healed mind has no attachment to the plan, because a healed mind knows that everything is working together for good and there are no exceptions. So people will say, oh, the plan changed, and now this, now that. It's not what, hey, you know what would be better is if that were happening or this were happening. And I really can see now how much I've trained my mind, spirits trained my mind, that I can look at it and go, if something better were to should be occurring, it would be occurring. This has to be the best. Unless we're not energizing the highest and best. And many people are not. I know I used to energize negativity. I used to actually, in a sort of a secret, demented way, hope for things to go poorly and hope for things to go badly. Like, I've seen the thought arise in my mind, you know, let these, because the, I've been talking about global uh, warming and um, the weather patterns are becoming very fierce lately, extreme heat, extreme cold, these kinds of things. And the thought arose in my mind, something like, let these extremes be a real message to people that changes need to be made. 
And then I looked at that thought, and it was a thought that came with a feeling of, like, let them learn the hard way. Okay, look, this will teach them, that kind of a mentality. And I thought, oh, that's, that's not what I wish to energize, no. And highest and best for all, let truth be revealed, let love prevail. That just cancels out that thought of, oh, let them, yeah, this will teach them, that kind of thing. No, 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 no. No thoughts of revenge, no thoughts of punishment. Let all of that go. That's living the purpose of the Course and being aligned with the purpose of the Course. And therein my peace lies. So the conflict that we see in the world is a reflection of our inner conflict. And so if we get caught up in the projection in the world and then it intensifies our inner conflict and then it's going to intensify it in the world. So this is why, of course, miracle students, we learn to have dominion over our mind, to be truly masterful. And it's a journey. That's why I started my, my year-long course, Masterful Living, because it takes a village, and it, it's something that we practice day by day, week after week, month after month, year after year even. Of course we do to become really mindful, really effective, really truly helpful. The way we live the purpose of the Course is through forgiveness. Forgiveness is letting go of the meaning we made of things, our interpretation, our judgments. How do we do that? Well, different people have different methods. I have my forgiveness letter which uh, you can get. It's uh, completely free. And it comes with uh, my workshop, which is also free, called How to Get Over It. It's my free forgiveness workshop. You can find it at the homepage of jenniferhadley.com. And that forgiveness work is something that's absolutely key to the classes that I teach, Finding Freedom and Masterful Living, because... Without the true forgiveness, people are confused about what forgiveness actually is. And then it seems daunting because forgiveness is not saying it's okay. And forgiveness is not just saying I'm over it. We all know that does not work. That does not heal the mind. Unforgiveness is like a splinter in the mind and you can't just numb over it. Or put a hat on it. <laughs> you you have to really pull out the splinter. And to do that, you have to realize that you're the one that made the splinter. It's not something that somebody else did. It's the meaning and the interpretation that you made of what they did. That is what is the actual splinter in the mind. That is the wound that is being suffered over And so the purpose of the Course is to see that we can choose again. That no matter how long we've held a grudge or a grievance, we can let it go completely and fully in this moment now. Have that holy instant of awakening awareness. And that we do it through partnering up. We do it through being truly willing to relinquish the meaning we made of it. And for me, that was something I had to learn how to do. It's like a skill I developed, a muscle I exercised. And so that's why that's a key component of my retreats, my workshops, is to give people an opportunity to do that. And it is so refreshing, so restorative, so healing that it's actually not quite believable. In our Masterful Living community, we have all ways that we work together. It's so much about the community and working together with prayer partners, with small groups, so that we're actually doing the work, living the love, walking the talk together. And uh, I'm so grateful that people are inspired to do 40 days 
of forgiveness, 90 days of forgiveness. And they're in practice around it together. It's quite a beautiful thing. And it is extraordinary how much people let go of in a short period of time that they've been carrying for decades. And so, but anyone can do this on their own. Anyone, really, it's just easier and more fun to do it in a community. So that's why I like to bring people together in classes, create a community. And this Masterful Living community now, it's our 11th year. It's wonderful. And Masterful Living members become spiritual counselors in the certification program. And they become facilitators of the small circles. And they become facilitators of the freedom posses and finding freedom. And they are launching their businesses as spiritual counselors. We have two more spiritual counselors that became certified this week. Angela and Lana, and they're all on the spiritual counseling page at jenniferhadley.com. And you can go and you can book them. Uh, The ones who are in the certification program are so happy to work with you on a donation basis. And that's a beautiful thing. So the people are healing their minds so much that they really feel confident and qualified to help others and that's a beautiful thing i get so many reports from people who are working with the spiritual counselors in my certification program and those who are certified and it's changing their lives to have that extra level of counseling support it's also why i do my weekly sacred circle call which is my spiritual, my group spiritual counseling call. And uh, I'll just remind you, radio show listeners get my sacred gift, uh, 113. Use the sacred gift code. Just put those two words, one word all together, sacred gift, and you'll get the first month free. Oh my gosh, that's it for me. Let's pray. <laughs> I can't believe I just looked at the clock. So grateful and thankful to partner up with the Holy Spirit and to consciously attune to the highest voice. We are grateful to live a life of love, and so it is. Amen, amen, amen. I love you. Have a great rest of your week. Mwah.